What do you mean the luggage cart? What are you talking about? In Frankfurt? You mean in Frankfurt? That's a recording from the last day that I saw Billy in person. He was on the phone with his mom standing out on the street and he was trying to explain to her how she could get one of those luggage carts at the airport. It's because she was going to the airport in the U.S. and flying over to Germany to pick him up, to bring him home. No, in Frankfurt, you got to pay with credit card. All right. All right. Hey, I'll call you back. I have a really bad connection here. Um. Bad connection. I don't know if Billy's connection was actually all that bad or if it was just one of those things that you tell your mom when you want to get off the phone with them. Regardless, his mom did make it onto her plane with her luggage and she made it over here all the way to Frankfurt. I didn't see much of Billy after she arrived. They were spending time together and they also went out to see Billy's kids and her grandkids. The next thing that I heard was there was some kind of a disagreement happening, that some kind of fight had broken out because Billy's mom one day went through one of his bags when he was sleeping and she found all the stuff that he uses for shooting up. He called me one day on the phone to tell me what had happened. But were they were they so surprised? I don't really get it. Yeah, of course. They thought I was a plane. I, I told you that. Oh, okay. My, I told you, my family doesn't know anything. Yeah. So what did they say? Like, what was their reaction then? My mom's crying, and my ex-wife's pissed, and doesn't want me to see the kids if I'm fucked up, and... But the plan is still yeah. to go back now, or what? Like, yeah, I got my pa- yeah, I got my passport today. And your mom still wants you to go back. Yeah, but now she don't trust me at all. Yeah, it'd be nice if you could lend me a five euro. <laughs> but your mom's in town. Didn't she give you any money or anything? No, she's not giving me nothing now. Right. That was one of the few times where I explicitly declined to give Billy any money or to help him out in any way. I just figured that if his mom was in town and she was refusing to give him money, I didn't want to sort of go behind her back and be his enabler in the moment where they were all trying to get him clean and get him back home. So that was toward the end of May, and I didn't hear anything from Billy afterwards. At a certain point, I thought, okay, I guess that's it. I guess he and his mom must have gone back. But I never got to see him one last time or say goodbye. She just came over, picked him up, put him on a plane, took him back. The next I heard from him was in June. We tried to connect over several weeks, but the timing just never really worked out. And I was getting kind of worried, actually, that If I didn't get in touch with him soon, he might not be able to really remember or tell me exactly what had happened. So finally, we locked down a date, and we got on the phone. But this time, he was in the United States, and I was still here in Frankfurt. Hey. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) 
Now I can hear you. Yeah. You know? My phone is messed up. I don't know what the deal is. Every time uh, I even make a phone call, like, on speakerphone, it doesn't even work. And it's been messed up for a while. I don't know what the deal is. I probably got to get a new phone. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I want some boxing finally. You're what? I want some boxing finally. Oh, okay. In case you don't know, Suboxone is a substitute drug for heroin that you take when you're trying to get clean. You might have heard of the drug methadone, which is another common substitute that's given to addicts to help them go off of heroin and start getting clean. So Suboxone is like that, just a different, newer kind of substitute. They just started giving to me last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Yeah, I do like 24 days methadone withdrawal. Wow. Has it been 24 days already since you were over there? No, it's been... I don't know. 26 days. No, so it was like 21 days. That's how long it had been since Bill had flown back to the United States. And I asked him how the flight was because I knew he'd been worried about it. He was worried that because he had been a junkie for so long and he knew that some of his veins were messed up, especially in the one spot where he always shoots up, he was worried that he might have some circulation problems or might have some kind of medical emergency up in the air in the long, nearly 10-hour flight from Frankfurt to where his mom lives. But he told me, actually, it went just fine. I slept the whole time. Yeah, I got really fucked up so I wouldn't stay awake. What do you mean you got really fucked up? Yeah, like, got high and fucking took uh, my sleeping pills before I got on the plane. Mm. That's a fucking nine-hour-long plane, man. <laughs> I can't fucking stay awake with that shit. Yeah. Well, I remember you were also afraid because you had this, like, pain last time that you flew. And you were worried about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't really thinking about that. Okay. Just think, like, me and go back together. And- what? Yeah. Think about that the whole time. So in case you missed it there, Billy said that he wasn't worried on the airplane about his blood circulation or any health problems that might occur. He was thinking about his ex-wife because he said they had just gotten back together right before he flew back to the United States. And I beeped her name just then because I want to protect her privacy. And the rest of the episode, anytime you hear a beep, you know that. It's her name that's come up in conversation. But why did you go back if you got back together? Because I wasn't going to get clean in Frankfurt. Uh-huh. I mean, if I would have stayed there, it's like, I just, I had to get away. I needed a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, but how did this all happen? Last time I talked to you, like, you were over at her house and they were mad at you because they found all your needles and stuff. Yeah, but like the day before we were talking and... I don't know. The next day, she was pissed off at me, but then I think I didn't come for two days. And then uh, she sent me this text message saying she need like, just, you know, she she hopes I get clean and everything, but she really needs me. The kids need me. Or she needs me really bad. Mm. And I was waiting for that message for three years. And I, yeah. And now we, I mean, we're talking all day long. <laughs> I was like a fucking teenager. <laughs> That's so sweet. And then she's going to come in a month or two. Okay. Because I mean, and I'm thinking about coming back in before Christmas. Okay. I really want her to come here. Yeah. With the kids. 
Yeah. Mm. She's just coming for like a couple of days, like a week or something. Yeah. Oof. I said, I got a lot of problems back there right now, man. <laughs> my social worker was telling me, like, I have to be back within six months of my, uh, like, visa. Yeah. Well, uh, they'll revoke it, even though it's, uh, like, a lifetime thing. Yeah, I know that. I have the same. And then uh, they almost didn't let me leave. I had to show them the receipts that I paid all my fines up to date. You did? Not, it's not completely paid off. It's just I paid up to that day. Mm. And then I showed them. Because when I was there paying the fine, they gave me a paper that I can pay it with a credit card every month. How much did you pay? So far, about two fifty. Okay. You must have got three hundred fifty to pay, but I mean that's just the first six. It's still going to be like a hundred to come. Yeah. Are those the ones for shooting up outside, or are those the ones for? No, that shit. I never got nothing from that. That's still going to come to. That's just from riding the train without a ticket. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then my social worker was telling me that uh, there's a very good chance when I come back, I'm probably going to get arrested at the airport. Why? Because I got like fucking 50 charges there, plus thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in fines. Mm. And then like, we're divorced in Germany. We're still married here. We're divorced in Germany, so I was... Everybody has to get a visa, like the visa, the Alphenholz title. It just it's like a work and working permit, and that you can stay there for longer than like vacation time. Yeah, and uh, because we were married, mine is unrefrested. Right. You know what that means, like lifetime. Yeah. It never runs out. But because I have so many legal problems there, they're going to review it, and then they're going to see that we're not married, and might cause problems. I definitely gotta get back to my family though. Yeah. Those jail in Germany's really nice. <laughs> I mean it's it's gonna be hard fucking sitting there. Like right now it's really hard. I really wanna see her and the kids. Yeah. But I mean if that gets that shit cleared out, I don't care. Hmm. So to tell the story in order, Billy and his ex wife, they got back together when his mom was here to pick him up. And then he still decided to get on a plane and go back to the United States to get clean. But once he arrived, it wasn't so easy to get into a rehab program right away. And he started having pretty bad withdrawal. I had to keep puking and keep pacing. I couldn't sit still. Eventually, they found a program for him, working together with some medical professionals there in the area. And... It was kind of a weird arrangement that they came up with for how to get him to the facility because it was a few hours away. And in the end, they actually decided to send him there in an Uber. And uh, this Uber driver picks me up. So he's driving me and uh, he's like, so you're going to rehab, huh? Yeah, I'm going to rehab. And uh, he's like, yeah, I guess you can call me a drug addict too, but I only smoke weed and do coke. You want anything? (laughs) Like, this motherfucker, are you kidding me? You driving me to rehab? Ask me that fucking bullshit. <laughs> and he's fucking smoking weed the whole time. It's like everywhere here, is, is weed is legal. Right. It's crazy. Imagine Billy sitting in this Uber on his way to rehab and the driver's trying to sell him drugs while smoking weed himself. At least that's the way Billy tells the story. And you've got to imagine that Billy's in the back seat, just thinking... He hopes that when they get to the rehab facility, that the doctors there will be able to give him this substitute drug for heroin. 
one that's going to help take away his withdrawal and get him functioning again so he doesn't have to pace all the time or have his mind racing and feel sick and be throwing up and everything. He wants to get on this drug, Suboxone. So uh, I get there, and motherfuckers didn't give me no Suboxone. Nothing. The whole five days. The one day I passed out, it was fucking horrible. Mm. So then I got back here, and it was like two two weeks later, they finally started giving me Suboxone. Where I was still going through withdrawals really bad. They sell this shit called Kratom. That's uh, like some kind of herb, like herbal bullshit, but it's from... Uh, I don't fucking remember where the fuck it comes. Somewhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. It doesn't come up as a opiate on piss test, but it, it works as an opiate. And I was taking that shit every day, and I mean, it it helped a lot with the withdrawals after I found it. Is it legal? It's just like a tea. Yeah. No, it's not a tea. It's like pills, or you can get a powder and make tea, or you can get a like these little shots. I was taking pills at first, and they weren't really helping. And then we found these shots, and you drink one of the fucking shots. It says uh, there's five of them. And a and a bottle, and you shouldn't take the whole bottle at one time. I was taking the whole bottle, and I was actually getting me high after a while. That's right. Billy tied himself over during that first period of withdrawal when he got to the United States by taking what he called some kind of herbal mix from somewhere in Asia and getting high off of it. Eventually, he did get on Suboxone, and the withdrawal went away, and he got back a sense of stability he hadn't had in years. No, it's, no, it's perfect. I got a job interview tomorrow. You have a job interview? Where? Walmart. Wow. I, I have to go to group. I have to go to these group meetings three times a week. Yeah. So I can't get a, uh, I can't get a, like a job during the day. So I wanted to get a job at night. But it's like a lot of the places here, even Walmart, they stopped. Uh, they stopped. They they closed at eleven now. They don't have night shift no more. Mm. But uh, my brother works at Walmart, and he was telling me that they're doing a remodel and they have a night shift for one month. Okay. Which I just I just need to make some money so that I can buy a ticket to come see me. And uh, tomorrow, oh no, Wednesday, Wednesday I'm going to do my driver's license. Wow. And my mom will let me use a car. I need to find somewhere that's close to here and Walmart's right down the street, but they start paying between 18 to $20 an hour. Wow. It's fucking crazy here, man. Well, I went to McDonald's the one day and uh, ordered food and they put a flyer in my bag. Uh, Apply today, start today, $20 an hour. Fucking McDonald's is paying $20 an hour just to get people to come in. Everywhere is hiring. Wow. Nobody wants to work right now. And, uh, I need to work. It's like, it's what I've always done is just work my ass off so I don't have time to think about getting high. You know? mm. So when I'm at, at work, I just focus on my job and I don't got OCD or nothing, but I do my shit perfect. Like I'm clean, but I can function. But what does that feel like? And how long ago was it that you last had that feeling of feeling normal? About seven years ago. No, longer than that. Just back down so taking uh, morphine and shit. Hmm. I guess when me and her first got married, I was taking some boxing for a while. That was uh, 15 years ago. Hmm. 
you don't really know me, you know what I mean? You just, you know the junkie. <laughs> you yeah. don't really know me. That, those three years, that was the only time I haven't had a job in almost 20 years. Hmm. I didn't have my kids, I didn't have my family. It's like, I was never that bad. Yeah. Does it feel weird that I that I met you at this like worst time of your life and that's the Billy that I know? Nah. Look, it's like Billy's not even really my name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, when I was there, I didn't tell nobody my real name. I never brought my wedding ring. Like just, I didn't. It was a whole different life. Yeah. I went crazy, you know what I mean? It's like me and her were together for 12 years and then we split up. That's 11 years and we split up. And, uh, you know, I went from having three jobs, a house, two cars, kids. I was married for 11 years at a time to fucking nothing. Mm. I just went crazy. Yeah. And then Frankfurt, man, it's, it's like, I'm I'm addicted to drugs, you know what I mean? But I was addicted to Frankfurt, just the whole lifestyle and the drug scene and everything. Mm. And that, that's that's a big reason why I came back. I had to get away from that shit. I mean, you're cool. I, I, I'll keep a relationship with you, but none of those other people, I'll never talk to them again. Yeah. I hope so. You know, I feel a bit sad now when I go downtown and I realize that you're not there. <laughs> mm. Isn't it? That's a good thing, though. I know it's a good thing. I know if me wouldn't have got together, I'd definitely be there right now. Yeah. I might have came back here, but as soon as I started going through withdrawals and I realized that fucking shit wasn't working out the way I wanted it to and I wouldn't be getting into boxing for a couple of weeks, I would have left, I guarantee you that. But, I mean, I could have came back the whole time, but I just really want this to work this time with me and her. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be complicated, but we'll figure it out. We've been through a lot worse. We'll get through it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, look, I thought we never had a chance again. And it's like the whole time I was still in love with her, she was still in love with me, and all we had to do was talk to each other. Well, we were both like too afraid. Like she thought I hated her, and I thought she hated me. And we just didn't talk. Shit. Fucking three years, man. Yeah. All she had to do was send that text message earlier. Right. I sent one to her. Right. And the whole time, like uh, I mean, like like I said, it was like I was addicted to Frankfurt. But I mean, I would have in a heartbeat fucking went back home. Hmm. And it would have been so much easier for me just to come back here. But I stayed there on the fucking street letting all these fucking bitch motherfuckers I thought were my friends fucking rob me and shit. Yeah. Just because I didn't want to leave her. Hmm. And that's like a big problem now for me, like in my head. Because it was always like, okay, if anything happens to her or the kids, I'm an hour away. But now I'm on the other side of the world. Yep. That's a tough feeling. Yeah, I really miss it. It's like, now we're back together and fucking... Nah, whatever. This ain't a love story. <laughs> if you say so, it sounds a lot like a love story today. Nah, this is a fucking junky story with a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. 
You didn't see that coming, did you? No. You were part of plot twist, huh? <laughs> you got me. I got mixed up, mixed up, mixed up with all the other babies, all the other babies, all the other babies in the same hospital. I was a So that's it for this series, American Junkie in Frankfurt, because now they both went back home. Their moms came, picked them up, took them back to the United States, just in very different ways. Still, I would like to thank their families for talking to me and also thank Billy for being so honest. And I want to say one more time goodbye to my friend Jeff. This one's dedicated to you. use this last little bit of the show to tell you about a fundraiser that we're doing to try to help other addicts here in Frankfurt who are living out on the streets who need help just eating and getting by every single day, staying alive. So we're donating money to a local organization called Stutzende Hände. It's just German for helping hands. I saw them a lot when I was out on the streets reporting these episodes and... They're a group that always goes out and delivers food to the junkies that live down there in that part of the city. If you want to donate and become a part, look us up on Instagram. Don't show my face podcast, all one word. You can send us a message to find out more details. And we'll also have there are some links to their website where you can donate directly or you can join our pool of money. We've already raised 400 euros for them. This episode was produced by me, James Reed for Invisible Pictures Germany. Original music by Ken Queter. Thanks for listening. Take care. Oh,